like you now to meet the brightest star in show business. I'm Shay. I'm Allie. And this is She's Great in That. The podcast about ladies and the movies they're great in. Season two. Episode two. <laughs> Out of order again. Who cares? Who cares? It's a special ep- it's a special event episode. Exactly. If Nighthawk didn't ask us to talk about this film, we would have done it later. But we were invited to speak. If they programmed the series in chronological order, we would be speaking about small soldiers. Mm. Which is a movie she's apparently in that we'll get to when we get to. At some point. I feel like we're just going to watch the movies we like, and then it's like, and now it's time to watch this movie. She- Although, you know what? We need to find the Disney Channel original movie, Tower of Terror. It should be on Disney. It's not on Disney Plus? No. Oh. And when Disney Plus came out, I paid human dollars for Disney Plus to watch this, and I cannot find it anywhere, and I'm about to go track down a VHS or DVD. I don't have a VHS player, but, like, it is a formative movie for me. I remember it vividly. And as a fan of the ride at Disney's California Adventure, is that on YouTube? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Guess what I'm doing today. <laughs> um, oh, maniacal laughter. I can't wait. Oh my god. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I'm overjoyed. Giddy. Anyway, we will not be talking about Tower of Terror. We're going to be talking about the 2000 film, Bring It On. A masterpiece of late 90s, early 2000s cinema. Movies for girls. Yeah. They don't make them like they used to. Bloopers during the credits. Yes. That's so real. I miss fun credits so much. Not a post-credit scene. Bloopers during the credits. And like little shenanigans that are being filmed like after the fact. All the little fun like, we'll talk about that because it's part of the film. Yeah. Um, Uh, Okay. So 2000... Uh, release, Peyton Reed film, director of Down With Love, a perfect film, one of my favorite films of all time, a film I showed my mother, and she immediately was like, let's watch it again, uh, we, if, when I eventually get a cat, I'm gonna name that cat Catcher Block, like. That's a great name for a cat. Thank you. It's a great cat name. Thank you, thank you. I'm very excited for that day. We love Peyton Reed. Baby, please come home. Leave Marvel. They're not doing you right. Use your Please. Ant-Man money to make movies for girls. Please. We're begging you. We're begging you. Our Please. crops are beyond dead. Oh, it's no. It's just yeah. a barren the soil. Field. The soil can't produce any nutrients. You gotta... You have to come back. You have to. Babe, please. Please. We've withered and died on the vine. Please. Uh, <laughs> I have not seen this film uh, since I was very young. So I was kind of nervous at first. I have to say, like, starting out, like, when it started, I was like, oh, wait, this might be not as good as I remember. I was so worried about that as well. Because I think it has this issue, I guess just to kind of dive into it, you guys all know what Bring It On is. You've all seen it. Two cheerleaders, two teams, cultural appropriation, stealing, the whole, the whole thing. We're just going to get into it. The opening tone makes sense, but it also doesn't fully, like, work. This sort of, because I think it's partially because the actors 
don't have great pacing. Yeah. And so there's not really like a time to let these kind of crazy and very wordy one-liners and zingers kind of like hit. It's very weird. And I was like, and they're also kind of not funny. Like I get that they're supposed to be kind of silly because this is a silly crew, but I was just like, oh, oh, this is kind of cringe. I don't remember this at all. But then eventually it just becomes like the best thing I've ever seen. I was very worried it wasn't going to age well in the way that a movie you love when you're younger that feels cool and subversive and wild, you watch it again later on and you're like, oh, this is actually pretty bad. Like, gosh, what's the one? Can't hardly wait. Yeah. But also the one I think that has aged really well and it continues to be great is Saved. Like, Saved is so so good. Yeah. I uh, forgot when it comes to the zingers, there's obviously the most famous ones like your school has no gymnastics team. This is a last resort. Which works, but the rest of it like when, like Missy's the poo is so like, what? Well, they're so, (laughs) I love the zingers because every single line is a zinger in a way that feels very self-aware that it's doing teen girl movie. Mm -hmm. We are quotable we're all trying to to pull clueless yes energy through all of our films yes but these girls are mean and they're caricatures and they're all ridiculous archetypes yeah which is why when most of the zingers and all the embarrassing ones come from the toros yeah and they're so cartoon villain yeah. The two, Whitney and the other one. Who's gorgeous. They're both so gorgeous. Oh Everyone's so beautiful. Whitney is so beautiful <laughs> with her blue eyeshadow. It's amazing. Sitting behind the table coaching her little sister as her sister's auditioning. It's amazing. Trying out. It is. It's just, I love cinema. Yeah. <laughs> this is cinema. Um, Kirsten Dunst, 17 years old, filming this movie, stars as the new captain of the cheer squad and she is a delight in this movie yeah brings so much real earnestness to a ridiculous role in a the toro world is so ridiculous and she grounds it very well by caring so much on her back she is the base of the pyramid if we can use a cheerleading joke <sighs> Which is funny because she's a terrible dancer. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about it when we get to the editing and cinematography of this film and how they just make you believe she's a dumb. She's tumbling. Tum- she's, doing she, she's doing. She's doing the moves. She's up there. She's in that basket toss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's really wonderful. I think this film has so many different turns to it. Uh, that I think it does really well. Like, when she's at her absolute lowest and, like, having boy problems and stuff like that, and her face is just so pink and puffy because she's clearly been crying. It's so sad. Oh, and you're just like, this poor girl is going through it, and you know she's not doing her homework. No! In advanced chem. She's not doing advanced chem. She's doing cheerleading because cheerleading is life. Yeah. Um... They all did have to go to cheer camp for this movie mm. and learn how to cheer. Oh, sorry. That was my my that was my friend telling me that she is buying tickets to our screening of this film at Nighthawk on Thursday. Um, yeah, they all had to cheer. They all had to learn how to do it. And there's a lot of it, like, 
Gabrielle Union is doing stunts. All the girls are doing stunts in the film. Some of them are just a lot better than others. But Eliza Dushku, right? She can't dance. She can't dance. She's not she's not doing back handsprings. But she pulls it the fuck off and we love to see it. But she's so wonderful. I also kind of miss, and I think that this is a weird, not galaxy brain thing, but and maybe I've just gotten older and that's why it feels this way. But I kind of like that everybody looks like they're 30. Oh, yes. I think that's so fun, and I think that nowadays, and it may just be because I'm older, but it's harder to watch something where they look like they're actually that age, and then I'm just like, ugh, I don't like this. Like, um, what the fuck was that movie called? Do Revenge? Oh, Do Revenge was, I thought Do Revenge was so silly and fluffy and fun. It is, but it's like, you guys don't get it. Well, teenagers nowadays are absolutely terrifying. And they're not teenagers either, but they just look, they just look younger. Right. Yes. It's this, well, there's this whole thing that is a really scary trend where social media has distorted our women's identification of femininity and womanhood. And that is like in the broadest definitions and ranges of those words. So like when we were in middle school and reading Seventeen Magazine, Seventeen Magazine is geared towards like girls who are 15, 16, 17. We're looking at that and we're we're looking at that. Now girls that age are looking at TikTokers who are in their 20s and emulating that and it trickles down. So everyone now looks both older and trying to emulate younger. That's true. So it's a really freak. Like there was a very depressing... A piece that I read that was so bleak that was basically like girlhood of being like a tween has disappeared yeah. from American culture yeah. because everyone wants to be older yeah. and part of being older is trying to look younger yeah uh, and I also just as like a hater I do not approve of as an adult that pays taxes uh, dressing in the style that I did when I was in middle school. Because I'm a grown woman now. It I didn't look good then. And it doesn't look good now. It's awful. Well, we have to talk about the outfits in this movie, but I just want to point out the hairstyles. Yeah. The use of tiny, clear, plastic hair ties should have sponsored this film. And butterfly clips. It is just... How long does it take her Torrance in the morning to butterfly clip her hair like that? Yes. But then when they're doing cheerleading, there's a scene when they're doing Sparky Palastri and Eliza has chopsticks in her hair and she's being thrown around. That is That's just so unsafe. So uns so unsafe. But oh also God. put a butterfly clip in. Yeah. Put a hair cloth. It is also interesting that there is sort of a sickoness to this film that as I'm old, it's it's the Charlie's Angels thing mm. where it's like, okay, part of the reason I enjoy Full Throttle more than I do the original, well, first of all, Bernie Mac over Bill Murray any day. Any day. But also the male gaziness feels like it is like we get this and we completely understand what's going on and we're in on it and we're enjoying this. Versus the first one where it doesn't feel as much like that. And so there are moments in this film where I'm like, hmm, I get I get this. And like Peyton Reed did talk about like watching like cheerleader exploitation films 
to kind of get in the zone and it's like you do see that and it is like fun and it's like a part of it but it's very it's just interesting like the car wash scene is so interesting because they're supposed to be like 18 and it's like it's so they're clearly all they all except for Kirsten Dunst they all look much older than much 18. older and that's so it's just I don't know. It it's just, like, like, is what it is. And it's just, it's not something that we really have anymore. And no. I'm not commenting that it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just, like, mm, this is, like, a moment that is, like, this what makes this is what makes the movie for everybody, I guess. Clueless has that as well. Yeah. And so does, even many years later, John Tucker Must Die has that, where they're all much older. I do not believe that they're in high school. But I'm talking about, like, the sexualness of it. Oh, no, 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 for yeah. sure. I mean, and that's also something that I think is, the car wash scene is so funny because they know that they need to make money and exactly. the way that they need to make money is to like That's what I use think their sexuality. It. That's what yeah. I think saves it because and that was also sort of why I was like, oh my god, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to like this because the opening, the dream sequence is like, it's funny and it's iconic, but I'm also like, hmm. It's really, the cheer is so unbelievably icky. Yeah. Of like, yeah. When it started, I was like, I can't believe a school is letting them do this cheer. And then I remember like, this is the dream sequence. Yes. It's not the actual cheer. Yes. Well, I love the woman who wrote this, who has fallen off the face of the earth. Oh, I know. Who went to Columbia University in the city of New York. Amazing. An ally. We love it. But she got the idea for this movie because... She used to be a writer for Spin Magazine covering hip-hop. And she's like, I'm a white woman writing about hip-hop. I have absolutely no place being a voice for this. And that's where we'll talk about, like, the amazing The Clovers, which are just the secret heart of making this movie incredible and not just, like, dumb cheerleading sexiness. It is so aware of how it uses sex is humor and sex is character um, division where you have like all the jokes about the male cheerleader male cheerleaders getting ass and all the jokes about the women being hot but then they do these stunts and you're like oh they're serious athletes mm -hmm. this is ridiculous they're allowed to be hot shit yeah, I think it is, I think the film succeeds, though, best when it just, like, get, kicks into, like, the plot of it. Yes, um, which takes a while which to come in. Which takes a while, because yeah. I, I was really, for a good, like, until Torrance sees the Clovers do the cheer, is when it actually, like, turns into something, and then it, the rest of, like, the kind of goofy stuff kind of, like, falls to the side, and it's, like, there in useful, like, moments that, like, you know, are great. Um, and I'm very thankful for that because I was very, I was a little like, but I remember from remembering this film that they discover that they've stolen the cheers like 15 minutes into the movie. And I think it's a solid half hour Yeah. before we realize that everything has been copied from and the, then it's from like the a little bit longer where it's like okay well we actually have to do we actually yes. have to change now because they're not fucking around with us the sparky pilastri <laughs> sequence is much longer than i remember yeah and then i also forgot about the montage where they watch sweet charity and learn kung fu to make up their own cheer finally and be original and that's what inspires them swing dancing Peyton Reed as a mime, 
and the rich man's brug. Jesus Christ. I really, really want to want to talk about the cheerleading. I was a competitive cheerleader in high school. I yeeted girls into the air and caught them. And I was in the... I saw photos. My mom sent me. I was in the best shape of my life. I was like, I was lifting 90-pound freshmen high in the air. And someone needs to create an overpriced workout class. That is cheerleading. Because we'd all be in... We'd all look incredible. But the movie... I think it's actually quite respectful towards cheerleading mm-hmm. because it shows a how hard it is and it's like you have to train and it's very scary and you can break your face as one girl does or actually there's a couple times when people have broken their faces mm-hmm. but the way it has cheerleading competition culture so down pat of the girls praying of the like ridiculous hair and the bows and the wish you luck and the camp and all these things that it's so respectful to the culture that it's setting the world in, that I think it gives the movie integrity, whereas every single spinoff of this movie, and there have been a lot, are just Mm. like, they're in cheerleading outfits. Yeah. Cheerleading. Yeah. Look at So Launch Dance. I fucking, I fucking hate that one. It's, it's It's so, I, no, I had, no. It's We Have Bring It On At Home. It's, I hate that one so much. Don't speak to me about that. I won't acknowledge it for you. Um, yeah, but it's also kind of great that it's just, like, it's very plainly, like, it is what it is. And yeah. it's very, like, accepting of the role and not doing this, like, no, you don't understand. It's a serious sport. It's like, no, 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 no. This is You can see. You can see. You can you see this. You see yeah. what we're doing here. And they humorize it where the band, like, gets up and plays for them when they come on and the football team is so bad, but everyone's like, no, the cheerleaders are the best thing. That was, that's what my high school was like, for sure. Yeah, mine was not. Well, our football team was really bad. But yeah, we were not that much better. Oh, uh, we had we had a good women's lacrosse team, and the competition cheer team was just like, pfft. we won trophies. But that was, I think my junior year was when we started getting really serious about being legitimate. We were good. My high school had swimming, and I think basketball and women's volleyball. Very California. Should we talk about the Clovers? Sure. First of all, the boys' outfits are so fucking cool. They're, they look so... The boys' uniforms are so cool. They're so fucking swaggy. They're so, like... They just move really well. They're the right kind of baggy. I love them. Literally every moment that had them and had the clovers like in it i was like ah yes and now the meat the movie the fucking laser focuses and the meat and fucking potatoes gabrielle union is 27 when they film this that's impossible and she looks with her peers she looks like she's with her peers yes i love and i just and it's always a little bit like okay let's see how this is gonna go when we're kind of getting into this stuff and I think it really does a good job at, like, making all of this stuff very clear, handling it very well, while also still making the movie about these white women. Um, and I remember when I was young, I was kind of like, because you're young and you're just kind of going with the movie, I was like, oh, I don't know, I thought the Prima Patronus should have won. I don't know, because we've just, you know. They're the, just, main part, they're the main part of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. And then you get older and you're just like, no, 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 no. 
give the clovers their things. Yes. It is funny, though, that we're kind of talking about this after this whole college basketball, like women's college basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If the clovers had hired that choreographer. Oh. They probably would have gotten disqualified. They would have been. They would have been disqualified. Would have been national news. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that I find really um, well done, because I was also very worried upon rewatching it as an adult that was it was going to feel very color of friendship where um, it's all about them coming together and realizing and the Clovers do not need the Toros at all. Mm-mm. I absolutely love the scene where Kirsten Dunst where Torrance goes to be like, my dad is, my dad's company is going to sponsor you to go to nationals. And Gabrielle Union is like, I, I don't need your money. Mm-hmm. Rips the check up. They go on the movie world version of Oprah. They get the money. They go on their own. Yeah. It's, and it's really, I saw this great TikTok that someone posted where it was this white woman talking about her kind of coming to terms, like, realizing her own, like, internal bias and her jealousy towards black women, mm. where she was, like, at school, and there was this black woman who would just, was just, like, exceeding and was, like, a much better, like, student than her, and was just, like, much better at everything, and she was just sort of like, well, why do I feel, like, icky and annoyed by her, like, succeeding? And she's like, it's because I've sort of been taught to realize that these, that black women are support, supposed to be like supporting players in my life. Yeah. They're not supposed to like supersede me because this is my life and I have to like literally do the work to kind of get over it. And that's what's so fucking, I love the Clovers so much because they're straight up just like, no, no, no. We're actually going to put a stop to this. You are not going to be taking our things anymore. Uh, we're not going to have this. And that would have been that. That would have been that. Like, and that moment, I mean, it's also crazy too, because it's like, obviously you want to know more about them. Like when Gabrielle Rudin's like, I need to be strong for my squad. I need, like, we know that she's got so many things going on in her life. Her life is so fucking stressful and she's doing so many fucking things. And you know, she's probably getting better grades than Torrance's. Um, but whatever, because she has to. And we don't see how hard they rehearse. We don't see all this stuff, but we know they are. And there's just something as a black girl getting older and sort of realizing like these relationships, it's very like, ah, yes, this is so right and so accurate and such an ideal place to be in. And it is, and that scene, the same with the check is crazy because it's like, yes, on paper, this seems like a good idea. I get that. But what you're not understanding, but in your head, you're kind of doing this to kind of be like, as a sorry, we did this. Exactly. Even if you don't think it's that way, it is that way. Exactly. And what has happened has happened. And you're not going to change our minds about what happened. You're, we're not going to change our minds or look at you differently because you did steal our things. Even yes. if you didn't know, you did take them. And you put us at a disadvantage for so fucking long. And we're not going to fucking do that. And it's also... Again, she's not realizing that weird sort of, like, place. So, like, what happens then after, like, you know, they take the money? Like, now I'm entangled with you? Exactly. Now I owe you? Our like, there's no such is still tied to you? Exactly. Yeah. There's no... There's kind of really no such thing. Yeah. There was... In no world would they have been able to, like, you know, here's the money. We'll see you at nationals. Bye. 
that's not that's not gonna happen it also comes from torrance having such a isolated and um what's the word i want to use insulated a view of the world where she believes she's doing the right thing of we stole from you we're so sorry but you can't seem to get there on your own and you need us to help you and i'm doing the right thing by helping you get there and i think and nobody asked and nope well nobody asked her and they don't they made up all these cheers on their own they became as good as they are on their own this is not something where hey we need your help to make it the the contrast between like torrance as a captain and isis Mm -hmm. as a captain is that she's a real leader and torrance is trying to figure out how to lead yeah and I think it's partly because we see the process more. Yeah. We're following Kirsten Dunst's character throughout the film. But you see her make mistakes because she's so focused on trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And she doesn't understand what that is yet because yeah. she's 17 years old. Yes. And Big Red is so fascinating because Big Red doesn't care about doing the right thing because she doesn't see the Clovers as people of value and people of worth. Mm-hmm. She sees them as they're good and I can be better mm-hmm. if I just take their thing and put it on the national stage. Which is, it's so, the difference in the cheer that they steal is so fucking it's funny. It's so good. Because it doesn't make sense. It's so stiff and it's so watered down and so wild. And, oh my god, it's just so fucking funny. Well, when you see how it's supposed to look. It's so good. And that's another thing I think the way it's shot is this like, kind of low it pans across the whole thing and you see this team and you're like oh first of all they're a team they're a team and they're driven like they know what they're doing as a team because they're united under something and Torrance approaches the Toros as I'm the captain and this is what I'm doing and we're gonna do this and I don't care if this girl falls and hurts herself or we hire Sparky Palastri or whatever that also makes them being significantly like their final cheer is so much better so than much the Toros' cheer, which is like they learned their lesson, which is they they became original and they found yeah. their own it's voices. It's nice that it has like little Easter eggs, like oh my god, all the songs from the soundtrack are there. That's so that's so cute. Yeah, oh, look at fair. them do miming. Great. Yeah, there's so much more dancing in there yes. than there is um, stunt work. It's interesting. Which is, yeah, which is interesting. Oh my god, I mean even that moment. In the, in the fucking Clover's cheer, where they just, like, lift the girls up in a line. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking cool. It's so cool. And they also just have so much fucking swag. Like, they just have, like, a, like, a, like, it's hard-ness to them that bla- that you can just tell, like, blast the audience. Yes. And it's not about just, like, hitting the moves. It's about being fucking cool. Cool, having a style, having a voice. Mm. And that's the thing that is really... I think like now watching the film as an adult, you can see the, um, I'm going to tie this back to what we had just been talking about earlier of like white girls not having a sense of um, in- individual perspective or like originality. So they turn to black women to co-opt and um and they, and they know, and they, they know. know that because my white face is doing this, it's going to get so much more play. Yes. And consideration. TikTok is a, the, the perfect example of white girls stealing black girls' content, voices, dancing, 
beauty looks exact thing did you see that awful trend where i'm misquoting it but like people were using the sound bite that's kind of like oh my god he's flirting with me like some something to that effect but it was actually and i'm forgetting the artist it's actually like from a spoken word piece from like a <gasps> black artist who's talking about like oh like he wants to that where the context is like he wants to like flirt with me like at night but doesn't want to be seen with me like in the daytime and like it like and it also had to do with like colorism and stuff like oh that. Oh my god! And people god. were just like using it as like flirty like thirst trap stuff. It's so disgusting. That is <laughs> just so awful. Yeah. But it also is, I think. Like of course, of course, and I think that's one thing that's really good about this movie, is that it's not using race, class, colonialism, all these capitalism, all these different things as a plot device. Yeah. It's using the cheerleading to express a conversation about these issues. Yeah. And it is that sort of state of thinking where it's like, okay, what, but what is your team without all of this stuff? Because we work, we work, it's, it's that homecoming of film by Beyonce thing where it's like, we are our own standard and we don't have competition. Our competition is ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so fucking crazy and powerful when ISIS is like, no, no, no. Like, you'll get my fucking respect, like, if you beat me. Like, yes. Like, when we compete together, that is that is all that matters. Yes. Like, I don't give a fuck about being, like, nice. I don't give a fuck about being your friend. I don't give a fuck about you feeling better. Like, can you actually get on our level? Yes. Because I don't think you can, because you're a bunch of fucking cheaters. Like... And a lesser film would make it about the two of them reconciling and learning to be friends. But what's so good about it is that Gabrielle Union never cares. She wants absolutely nothing to do with them, and Kirsten Dunst keeps trying to get her to like her. Yes. And keeps wanting to be like, we can do it. But her journey is about, no, 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 no. You need to do what you need to do to be a good captain for your team. Yes. And, and that's what and and that is that that montage where they're like, okay, we're actually going to like rehearse all the time. We're going to be like doing X, Y, and Z and X, Y, and Z. I miss not having to fucking work where you just had all this time to just like do physical oh, activity. I know Ugh. when they're all at Missy and whatever his name is Cliff's house doing in the backyard doing moves. That made me so sad because we don't ever kids don't. We're adults. We don't get to go and hang out at our friends' house and do moves anymore. Make up dances. Like, yeah. we've, we've done that. Yeah. But. But. Not for this. Yeah. It's still so, so, it's so satisfying when the Clovers win. It's so satisfying. It's so fucking sad. Because, yeah, bitch. And I, I try to not get lost in this over time. But it's just, like, the standards are just so different. You cannot compare, like, let's just even talk about, like, musicians. Mm-hmm. If I am singing at an excellent level, and I'm also moving at an excellent level, and I also put effort and production into my shows, that is different from, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Other things. A name is coming to mind. It is. But I'm we're not, not, we're not going to do We're that. not going to put queens. We're not going to pit queens against each other, but we are asking you to understand the double standard. Yes. And it is okay. your definition of queen. Exactly. And it is okay to acknowledge like the pros and cons of all of these things because everybody has their pros, but it is just very interesting 
the amount of spectacle mm-hmm. that is involved that black artists have to have or the amount of catering pandering that black artists or relatability which doesn't fucking mean anything that white that black artists have to have when it's just not the same it makes me think about beyonce and rihanna who are so so different original yeah and so and they know they're doing exactly what it is that they want to do yeah and you see white female artists of any kind of spectrum of fame try to steal some of that but not really get it so they just kind of copy each other in this cycle i mean again tiktok like mm-hmm. it's all just a gross spiral of memes and trends i also can't stop thinking about the Haley bieber thing where she thought she invented a specific kind of doing lips yeah. and it's like this has been part of like black and mexican and like latinx culture she also took forever the, she also took the uh glazed donut skin yes. from Tierra Willis, yes. which is crazy. Uh, it's, it's, it's just so funny that, like, especially now that you think that you can get away with it. Yes. Um, I do think they probably, I think all those teams probably should have been suspended after the Sparky thing. So that's the other thing that... everybody should have been, should have been suspended. You, been can't, suspended. you can't fucking compete. They no. would have made them do it again. Yeah. Within a, they would have either said, you're all out. Or we w- they would have made them do it again. Yeah. But for plot reasons, it was like, well, you are automatically invited back because you were the champions last year. And I was like, aha, for plot reasons. Yep. Of them. This has never happened before. Yep. And that's what I mean. The, the... Does, also, does that mean, like, that the rest of the other teams cannot fucking compete? Also, does that not, like, raise alarm bells? Yeah. That, like, all of a sudden, this random year, they did something fucking sketchy? You don't think that's weird, well, committee? Well, it becomes a great uh, sticking point about privilege where because they've had the resources and because they've had the spotlight to steal and throw money at their problems again like we don't have an original cheer what should we do we're gonna hire a guy to do one for us what we don't we want to have fair and square competition what do we do we're gonna pay for this other team to come do it with us it's a realization that in the real world Mm -hmm. like there are things that you I mean, again, like, recognizing your privilege and being aware of the fact that, like, because you have a leg up from class, from zoning, from gerrymandering, it doesn't actually mean that you're deserving of the things that you have. Yeah. And it's about listening. I might have already said, but, like, you have, like, did the, like, again, the, like, again, the Clovers didn't tell you, yes. we need money for this. No. They want you're nothing not, to do with you. You're not listening to what... The, they said, leave us alone and don't steal our stuff. But the scene where they go to the football game and do their cheers in front of them. To squish it, to be like, no, 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 no. You do not understand. Stop it. Cut it out. And look how much better we are at doing our thing than you are at doing our thing. In our casual, in our, in our, in our casual baddie outfits yes looking gorgeous in the clothes we're wearing to the football game hello like mm, i love them so fucking much kirsten dunn's just so great in this role because so earnest she's so earnest and i think what's again a lesser film well first of all she passed on the role originally Mm -hmm. and then they gave it to the girl who ended up doing um they offered it to the girl who turned it down to do sugar and spice and then they kirsten they went back and did it. And I cannot imagine this film without her. 
And because all of the Toros are so goonish and cartoony, you see her start that way and slowly her world spirals out of control. And there's a really great scene where she's talking to um, Cliff Pantone, which is such a funny name. And he's like, well, why don't you just not do this anymore? You don't seem to like it, so why don't you quit? She's like, but it's my world. Like, cheering is my life. Why would I give this up? And seeing all her interactions with the Clovers, all her times of, like, my identity is tied to cheerleading and I'm not so good at cheerleading and being a captain anymore, and I don't understand what's my, like, what is my purpose in life, to put it on a really grand philosophical scale. And it's not about, and I think, you know, and then you realize it's not about status. Yeah. It's not about being in charge. It's about doing it. When she's so happy that they get second place, yeah. I think it's because they, they achieved. They earned that. They earned it. And they achieved what they needed to achieve, which was doing it on their own. Yeah. With the help of Bob Fosse mm. and, the sw- and swing dancers. Oh. Do you like the boy? Do you like Cliff? Okay, I think he's beautiful in the face. And so I, cute. And I also just am such also a... Also looks 30. I think So he, he looks so old. Yeah, I think he's... I'm actually like A check. year or two older than Gabrielle, so he's in his, like, late 20s, probably. Jesse Radford, who looks exactly the same. Which is great. I mean, listen, we love that for him. He also went to Columbia. Oh, my God. Wow. He has... Look at this. This is a movie. Why didn't they speak at my graduation? Um, he was in... The Basler Monroe, Romeo and Juliet. I really don't remember him in that movie, but okay. Um, he's he was born in seventy nine. He's a Gemini. Oh. May twenty eight, May Gemini. Oh my god. He. I feel yeah. like Cliff is a little. He's a good boy. It's fine, but there is a little. Just I'm Irish about him. There is a little like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like be quiet, sir. Well, it's so funny because and the song is terrible. His song is terrible. My favorite thing is, like, a boy who's like, I love The Clash, and I love, like, the Ramones, and his song sounds like, you know, in Jennifer's body, the Sounds pop, like Through the Trees, yeah. No, the pop punk version of I Can See Clearly Now the Rain is Gone. Oh. That's what his song sounds like. Oh, um, God. I just really love the incredibly, like, I'm a Barbie girl, sunshiny world of this is my hipster alt boyfriend who loves punk music and he like, like he doesn't, doesn't care he looks like he doesn't wear deodorant no he doesn't but you know he smells good yeah and you're kind of like he, he like looks like he smells like patchouli in like a good way yeah but he's so suburban it's such a i mean what's great is like it's such a character he puts on and it's such a front yeah. the same way that torrance does the exact same thing but yeah. the film isn't really interested in exploring those kind of artifices yeah i definitely feel like he's doing a little bit too much like when he oh like my comes God, yeah. to her house with flowers i'm like she didn't ask for this bro stop stop you're being weird well, it's also so funny that his entire character is, I love this girl. She's so cool. And he does not play it cool at all because he is a plot device mm. there to help Torrance break away her identity from cheerleading because her shitty boyfriend, Alan, or whatever his name is, um, Aaron, who is like a cheerleader and absolutely sucks. And she learns that she can be different. Like in... Mean Girls, where they don't have to be plastics anymore. At the end of the movie, they all go their own way. And Regina plays lacrosse. He also, though, has a really annoying face, where he kind of, like, 
spends a lot of the movie making like a really kind of like face. I think it. I think he would have. I looked at the Wikipedia and they're like, oh yeah, James Franco or Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have loved Jason Schwartzman in this role. Oh, I would have loved it. I would have literally hated that so much. I mean, it would have made the film a completely different tone because this guy's way too hot and clean cut to be like punk rock boyfriend. Adam Brody would have definitely played this role if it was made. Yeah. Seven years later. Jason Jason Schwartzman, I love him and Kirsten Dunst together, but he's too actually... He's too... He's too actually hipster. Yeah. Yeah. That it, like, wouldn't make sense. And he's not big enough. No, Everything in this movie tiny. is huge. He's a tiny, 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 tiny man. Well, that, but I also meant, like, big energy. But I mean, he would have just looked ridiculous with her. Oh, he and also just, next to Eliza, who is, like... Yeah. A glamazon. A glamazon. Yeah. But her character being kind of, like... <laughs> but like works fake. really well. They're yeah. so funny because they're just like we're from we're from LA. We're, we're from, from Los LA. Angeles. We're like. so fucking legit and real, but also like look at our big house and our big yard and like And I'm a gymnast. Yeah. And look at my guitar. It's so it's so funny and kind of phony in the best way that kids that age would be, even though they all look like they're 30. Which is good. Um, but if I had a boy like, they don't make them like they used to. If I had a boy in my life like that, I would have 1000% had the biggest crush on him in high school. Oh yeah. Probably did. I feel like there were boys in my high school who were like, that I had big crushes on. Fully my type. Fully. Yeah. Oh, I dated a boy that looked like him like my senior year. I think fully. Yeah. This film's also just a great time capsule piece because it really is. The homophobia is so fucking crazy to a point where, like, you kind of get used to it because you're just, like, saying awful things all the time and you're like, oh my god. But that's literally what it was like. It's very accurate. It's so accurate and it's also, again, the zingers are so quippy and clearly written by a person. Girls and boys do not speak that way. But they're so ridiculous. I can't, I mean, some of them about... The gay cheerleader, the gay male cheerleader, Jan, which great, of course, his name is Jan. We love Jan. We love Jan. It's just so over the top. But then there's that scene where he meets the other cheerleader and is like, hey. It's better than any. I really liked your stuff. Call Me By Your Name is shaking. Oh. Could you imagine that scene, those six lines have oh. more erotic tension oh. than ten Call Me By Your Names. Yeah. Even Brokeback Mountain doesn't have oh. anything. Oh. Oh. <laughs> hey, I really liked your stuff. Okay, one thing I really have to say, and I mentioned this before, is that Sparky Plastry is Bob Fosse, and mm. it's, it's Roy Scheider as Joe Gideon as Bob Fosse, and I cannot unsee it. And then when they do spirit fingers and jazz hands, it's just so funny to me. It's so funny because you know it's loving and it's like, no, 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 like we are, you know, we love Fosse in this house, but it's like just mean enough that it's like, all right, y'all. It's all so right, inside y'all. baseball. <laughs> yes. And then they do Sweet Charity and I'm just like, Peyton and, and Jessica, like you guys. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. I really, really, I watched it and I was like, I got to buy this movie so I can watch it again because I think it's a movie that just is good yeah and I think it has a bad rap because it is a movie about girly things and it's ridiculous and it's not something diet not diet but like clueless is digestible does bring it on have a bad rap I don't think it like I think bring it on just hasn't been like 
considered the, I don't think it has a place in the, like, pedigree or platform some of these other movies that we... I mean, black girls dress up as the Clovers in groups all the time. I Yes, but I think there's kind of, like, in this... It's not held to the same level as, like, Legally Blonde or Clueless. I think Bring It On has kind of this, like, ooh, Bring It On is a little, like, a cult deep cut. Like, there's something about it that's, like, now it's a cult classic. But I think it's... I don't see it that way because I, it was a sleepover movie that we watched all the time. And at cheer camp, we watched... Like, you would all sit in the, like bunk whatever in florida and they make all of you watch bring it on <laughs> and and then what was the other one gotta kick it up with america ferrera which is very this movie could have been that about the clovers where it's like we need to get uniforms so we can't afford it we'll make uniforms and mm. it's like no i i see you i appreciate it but this movie is like we don't need we don't need that no uh go clovers we love Ugh. them we love them so much I got chills watching their chair at the end. It was so good. It's so good. Gabrielle Union flying through the air. Ugh, what a woman. Okay, but the best part of this movie is at the very end, yes. when they do, oh, Mickey. Oh, my God. And you can clearly see that Kirsten Dunst is all bones. Yeah. And she can't dance, but the movie is edited so well that yeah. you think she Everybody's is a great doing everything. dancer. Yeah. And they, like... The way it's all shot, where you kind of just can see her arms, and you're like, yeah, she's doing great. Their moves are so stiff, she's fine. And then you see her dancing around, and you're like, oh, she is so white. Yeah. She's so white. Ugh, to be a, to be a person on that set when they were just filming those little, Having just like, fun. just little dance numbers, and the little, like, um... Little can can line, little kick oh. line, little kick line is so cute. But then Gabrielle Union comes out during that bit, and she's just—I mean, she's Gabrielle Union, she's and she's so just hot dancing. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, M- Mickey, you're so fine. Oh, she's—it's amazing. It's amazing. Women, women, cheerleaders, athletes, Gabrielle Union, Gabrielle Union, black women. This is to me. I feel like if you ask people, like, iconic Kirsten Dunst roles, this is in the top five for sure. For sure. For sure. Yes. I agree. Yeah. And deservedly. Yeah. I mean, just so um, beyond her years and just so perfect for it. I I cannot imagine, like, anybody doing it this well. Exactly. I also think it kind of put her from a teen or, like, a a child actor, teen actor into more of a... Literally from Kiki to... To Kirsten. To, to Torrance. Yes, from... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, look at us doing that a little bit on purpose. Hair flip. It's like... It's like we're, we're fucking... Really smart. smart. <laughs> it's like we're really, really smart. Oh my god. Also, my favorite um, fun fact about this movie is that um, the WGA sued Bring It On The Musical to make sure that Jessica got... Uh, royalties and money from it because they did it without her consent <laughs> so they sued and she got she got it and then it had a very short life on broadway but i saw the national tour <laughs> when it came to my town oh, wow. of los angeles it's not a good musical but she got money from it so that's good but women all right all right well, that's it stretch out move your hips around drink some water drink some water and stretch and stretch out honey we'll we'll have our own version of palms before you know it oh my gosh bring back the cast of bring it on for a reunion 
I don't need that. I don't, I don't want any of that. No, not like, because everyone's always like talking to Gabrielle Union about legacy. Because she's like, Gabby, you look yeah. the same. And she's like, ah ha ha. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. I don't want anything. I don't want, I don't want like a Clover spinoff. No, I, I don't, don't want, want anything. anything. I don't want I don't there want to be anything. no TV streaming show Nothing. about Gabrielle. Oh, I'll this is done. This is perfect. It's over. Best part about it is there are no coaches. For some reason, none of these teams have coaches. Yeah. And I think that is fantastic. I think that's great. Teen girls pretending to, 27-year-old women pretending to be teen girls, doing it, doing it. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And we'll see you next time for a movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't ever know how to end these things. Mm-hmm.